of our theme song gets me jazzed every time baby it gets me psyched every time <laughs> hello there everybody and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast this is the dym podcast i'm i'm one of your hosts i'm sean donnelly i'm dutch i i'm joined but you just heard the voice of my very fabulous co-host <laughs> andrew fiore that's the cool breeze wearing wearing a beanie like he's on like he's going snowboarding <laughs> yes, we're on the video right now and i can see him he's got like a it looks like you yeah i don't know if that's you that's a that's a tiny beanie for a white guy that's way too close to a do for a white guy <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's so beloved to me my mom gave it to me like uh 10 years ago it's so it's, comfortable it's and cool it's, like, uh, it's cool it's cool thanks it, the cool breeze has a cool breeze going through his apartment that's why he's wearing it really uh, oh these fucking greeks keep my apartment at a cool 67 and are very stingy about putting the thermostat up oh that's not cool at all that's so, that's actually yeah. I'm not well, I'm not one for confrontation, but that's the one thing that I will argue tooth and nail about. Like I, yeah. I even even repairs and stuff. I'm like I'll try to do them myself. I'll do you know li- like a lot of people. I don't know if they realize like living in apartments in New York City, it's like a constant fight with these constant. landlords to do shit. So I don't mind little stuff, but when it comes to heat, I'm like oh no, no way, yeah. no way. Because nope. it's just uh, there. I listen. I've been here seven years. You guys know me. We're practically family at this point. I've asked for nothing in this time. I'm the easiest tenant. I barely bother anybody. I hardly make a sound. And uh, I asked them over the quarantine because people are going, oh, I'm not going to pay rent. I'm not, uh, you know, doing this and doing that. I go, well, you know, I'm not out of work. Uh, I, they know I'm making money, so I'm not going to just be like, fuck you. I'm not paying rent. Right. I asked for uh, a new stove. That was my thing. I was like, you know what? It's been a while, and this stove was probably here before I moved in. It absolutely, absolutely was. Exactly. Yeah. And so the oven is super weak. You got to turn it on a half hour before you want to use it to get to your preferred temperature. So you got to wait, and then you got to bake everything. Like if it says 15 minutes, cook it 30. You know? <laughs> And if you use the burners, the, oven, the oven's so old, it's like changing physics. It's like exactly, full on, dude. it's full on changing science. That's how, that's how, you know, like you're broke is it's like the objects that you have. You're like, yeah, I have a hairdryer, but it takes me three hours to dry my hair. <laughs> right, like, right, like, it's right. like my, I, yeah, that's when you know, if you have great electricity, you've, you've made it in life. Like if you have, yeah. if all those, if electricity is flowing, you've, you've definitely made it. <laughs> uh, yeah. If I want to use the burn, I can't use two burners at once. Like what happens? <laughs> I have to use one burner and then really time my things out if I'm making a big meal. Uh, Fortunately, I'm not that much of a uh, master chef, so it's not really an issue. But uh, (laughs) I just brought it up to them. I go, hey, you know, it'd be nice. uh, Maybe just a new like oven if you guys work on that. You go, yeah, yeah, we'll work on that. Never heard from them again. We'll work on that. No, Never no, heard. It's from not a matter again. of working on it because it's like a family that owns the building. It's like yeah, just, exactly. Just go to the Home Depot and get one. That's you know that's where I've you're heard going. Of anyway. Other people, I've heard of other people buying one on their own and then being like, "Can you just take that out of my rent?" I go, "I'll even do that if you'd like." And they go, "No, no, we'll do it." They got to go through everything here, 
They've got so it's a it's a they're nice people and they're genuinely very friendly, but they do not like spending a nickel. Yeah, but that's that's that now that's the thing, man. It's like, do they not that they cease to be nice people, but doesn't it change things if you're like really trying to take advantage? You know what I'm saying? Like I know it's a building and buildings are expensive, but if you're somebody's a good tenant and you're like and something as yeah. small as the, this oven thing is like in the grand scheme of things, what is an oven? Four hundred bucks? Like it's like I know. What, come on, dude. Come on, just put the oh, fucking oven. Not get up two degrees is all I'm asking. What's that they gonna add to your monthly bill? So. Sh- they came to uh, replace the thermostat, actually, in my apartment. I had a normal, uh, the hand dial, old school. Right. And they got a new boiler. Do you remember on election day? They posed that thing. They go, no heat, not water, Tuesday, November yes. 3rd. Whatever yeah, right, right, right. They just, had a whole new boiler installed. They but you couldn't pick up. a worse day. To exactly. <laughs> they put a, uh, a digital thermostat in the middle of my apartment. And let me ask you this. I didn't care for this move either. The guy comes in and, you know, they're all uh, this, you know, old Greeks. He's got the chin mask going. It's nowhere near his nose and mouth. Yeah, right. And, you know, whatever. I'm sitting in the other room or if not, I think I actually might have left. But uh, I come home and, uh, you know, the drywall that they drilled is just sitting on my floor. Just the mess they created. They didn't clean up whatsoever. And that fucking irked me, dude. Yeah. Just like. Come that's on, man. I know you're doing shoddy craftsmanship. Yeah, really. Uh, it really bothered me. And then uh, it's had some problems initially, like the boiler wasn't working. They, you know, had to fix all the bugs. So they come up. She's like, how is it? How's it been feeling? I go, I go, it's chilly. It's cold in here. She goes. So, uh, but like during at night, I go, listen, you're asking me. I'm telling you, it's very cold. She goes, I go, especially at night. She goes, yeah, it drops down at night a little bit. I go, that's. When it gets really cold, she goes, you're under the blankets, though, right? I go, (laughs) oh, my God. Yes. You know what? Fuck. They're not nice people. Fuck that. That's that's insane. They are nice people. They're stingy. Yeah. Stingy. Like cheap is not cheap is a not an attribute. You know what I'm saying? Like cheap is 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 a problem for me. I think it's It's like such a landlord attitude to have, especially when it comes to. Yeah, it is a very landlord thing to do, but it's like. Come on, what are you what are you supposed to do? Especially in the middle of the freaking winter. Oh, especially in the winter where it's like you can almost get away with it in a in a way. If like if times were normal and people are in and out and they're doing their things and they're coming in like sixty seven degrees in your apartment is gonna is gonna feel way warmer because because you, like you're you're not you're not you're coming out from the cold all the time and going back and forth and going to work and going home and it's like oh this isn't that bad whatever mm-hmm. it is. But when you're mm-hmm. in your freaking apartment all exactly. day, you. you it, Chills you to the bone. It absolutely. That's exactly what it is. You hit the nail on the head, Dutchie. So yeah, uh, yeah. Cool breeze has a cool breeze, but <laughs> the can you hear me now phenomenon from last week's episode sweeping the nation. Oh, uh, do you want to do a little recap? So for those of you who didn't listen, you can go to Laugh Button and find all our episodes there. Uh, we just told everybody a, a story. I was at home during Thanksgiving, and I was went down an internet wormhole of famous commercial tv actors and what they're worth and the can you near me hear me now guy was number two on the list worth about 10 million and his downside to that was he goes yeah i'm I'm known people are gonna know me for that for the rest of my life for example at my grandmother's funeral i overheard somebody whisper as she was being lowered into the ground can you hear me now <laughs> which we, we love which is which we died so we died well you died but i died when you told me that yeah so we post all our uh, social media links for the show on our respective accounts. And a friend of mine who I uh, I'd say more of an acquaintance now, uh, but a girl I went to grade school with hit me yeah. up on social media. We follow each other on Instagram. 
she uh, saw our clip of the Can You Hear Me Now bit. Yeah. And she goes, you'll never guess who that is. I went, who? She goes, can you hear me now? Christina Marinaro's cousin is his husband, partner. So now Christina Marinaro is another girl I went to school with, grade school with, my very first kiss ever of my life. (laughs) So we got a little six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing going on here. The very first girl I ever kissed, her cousin is married to Can You Hear Me Now? And after you kissed her, she said, Can You Hear Me Now? Wow. Wow. Can you hear me now? I distinctly remember this first kiss, Shawnee, but how weird is that? So Christine's cousin is married to the, to the, can you hear me now guy? Correct. Well, I don't know if it's his husband. It's a parts, his partner or whatever. Partner. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Um, But yeah. How weird is that? Wow. That's a, that's yeah. That is like a six degrees of uh, the DYM podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Your, your first, your first crush, your first girl. She is related to the, it was a spin the bottle scenario. Oh, we spin the bottle. Yeah, it was actually it was at my I had a uh, a girl boy birthday party in like seventh grade. Big deal. Remember? First one. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. And I had the girls come over and then we had a sleepover with the boys and we played spin the bottle and I didn't want to kiss her. But such as fate where the bottle lands, that's who you're smooching. And I remember it was a French kiss. I remember she had a very aggressive tongue. You know, (laughs) she was really getting in there. She was feeling out my molars and cavities. (laughs) So you remember the kiss? I remember it very distinctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my old house, uh, in my very first house growing up in my parents' basement. And uh, that kiss from that girl, her cousin, her is the husband of Can You Hear Me Now? What a weird connection. Spin the bottle is one of those old timey things that did last a long time. Like it lasted to our generation. I doubt it. The thing now, no, I don't think so. I would say that. I would say they just show up and just bang each other. (laughs) (laughs) They're all on Molly. (laughs) They're all just on Molly when they get there. Or like it's not like spin the bottle was a thing when like kissing people was a big deal. But now everybody's like polyamorous at like fourteen. So they're just like they're like yeah, "Yeah, it's not a big deal. Like I I just I make out with my friends. It's not a big deal. Like I that's a thing. Like I didn't like. We didn't do that. Like, if you made out with no. somebody, you were like, "We're dating now, right? We're together." Yeah. We're, that you know. kiss was like a huge deal. It was like, "That's your first kiss." I, yes. I like it has a bookmark of in my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like there's an importance to that. No, but now you, 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 you question it. You're like, okay, now is it better not to make that not as a big deal because then your your attitudes towards sexuality become a little bit healthier and freer like or is it or is it is it kind of cool to have that innocent thing where you go from innocence into like oh i'm entering this world you know i'm entering this world of uh not sexuality because you're not you're not having sex yet but i mean like the the yeah it is the world of sexuality that you're entering when you kiss I, yeah them. i think it's like comedy you got to work your way up in the ranks you know yeah you start with open mics <laughs> spin the bottle is the, the open mic spin the bottle yes. spin yeah. the bottle is a, a creek mic r.i.p <laughs> That's yeah. They usually smell bad. People. <laughs> There's very little people there. Please don't speak ill of the dead. Please don't do that. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, no, but but, yeah, but I do think there's something to that. That I. It's a thing that you go through where you're working your way up. It's a. I don't know, man. I think that part of Americana is kind of lost. Uh, because everybody's so easily connected and everybody knows everything about everybody where there's no mystique behind meeting a girl for the first time anymore. And like, 
that nervousness of building up to like asking like for me it was like hey do you want to go to like the carnival in town and like that would like that was that was a big date for us oh yeah you know you go to the car and be like split tickets and go on rides and hold hands and then that like lead up to a kiss and then by like sophomore year of high school you might you know touch a boob and then uh my first i was obviously very repressed (laughs) <laughs> touch a boob and that's then assault, by senior brother. year of college you might uh third touch a boob that's assault brother that's, a- <laughs> that's assault brother do you double have- dog dare me <laughs> I, I guess bases are gone right first second third base that's gotta I don't be know. No, you're, no, you're probably getting. Maybe they don't call it that anymore. But like, <laughs> I don't think. I was kidding. I don't think they're going directly to sex. Like, it's still a big I deal. I think it's sex. pretty. I think they're a lot more advanced. I think you got you know Gary's blowing Fred over there in, on just at a party. Well, they're just they're, and they're it, more. And he's hooking up with Kathleen. Who cares? Yeah, I think it's more fluid. I think. Amherst, I think you said it was a good word for it. Yeah, our people are are queer, but not not full on. Yeah. Homosexual, uh, gay. They're not. They're queer, meaning like they're like I'm. I try out whatever. But and I guess that's technically that's a healthier way to be if you actually have those feelings. Sure. Um, if you if that's the way you feel, that's a way healthier way to be because like you're exploring it at an early age and it's making you be more contented in who you are. You know, like it's making Great. it's making making you more confident and that and like you know you don't have to live even if it's a little bit closeted. So if you're like yeah, I go I go both ways. If, if you're cool with that. Then you're cool with that, and then it's getting used to it when you're 13 is probably way easier than getting used to it when you're 35. You know, like that kind of thing, or mm-hmm. 25, whatever it is. But uh, we had. Uh, I was- I don't regret the way that we grew up. I I I'm fine with it. Like I only only yeah. because like I never um I I I I I could see if it was if you were if you were back then and you were gay or you were queer or like I see that being a problem because you feel so much pressure. So I I'm glad that it's like the way it is now. I guess for people, but oh, yeah. If you're just straight up like going the you know the the same old vanilla down the middle, I want to you know hook up with a girl. Like it, you know, there was really no there's no like um, pretense for that. You're just doing it, or you're trying it, and you're getting those steps, those steps yeah, in first, yeah. second, third, you know, base. But my first date I ever went on was with my this girl Ann Costello. That was her name, and she we went to the. Uh, Everybody found out about it. I asked her, and then my whole family found out, and like they were kind of like making <laughs> oh, fun that's of me. Brutal. So it's wor- the worst. And then I took her to the Gallery Pizza Place on New Hyde Park Road, and then nice. uh, then we and then we split a bag of Reese's Pieces uh, afterwards. So it was very. That's the whole and then we walked back, and I think we might have. I don't. I don't think we kissed. I, I think I, it wasn't my first kiss. I actually forget what my first kiss was. I think it was. The first like technical technical girlfriend that I had, which is this girl Lucy. It was like, Glow from Progressive's uh, third cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the Michelin Man was my first girlfriend. <laughs> she looked like the Michelin Man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, yeah. I think that it's like you know, we, we, it's those kind of things. Like having that conversation just now is like it makes me realize how old we are. Oh yeah, I'm like, I'm like I sometimes I forget, and I tell you, I told you, like we're in this this comedy world. And we're like, hey, I'm young, I'm hip, I got, and I'm like, oh no, well, there's a lot of shit from my past, and like even even knowing what spin the bottle is, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't know that. Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't even remember if I had a really honest to goodness first date. Uh, I took a girl to the movies with like another couple. That wasn't until like my junior year of high school. I never really went on dates, to be honest. It would it was always hanging out in groups for us, and then you'd like pair off and hook. Yeah, up. well, we did that too. We had 
a core group of friends that were like we I hang out with these two. I think I told you about this already once. One I dated one of them, the other one I couldn't because she was like my fake cousin, and we're like we're basically family. <laughs> so gotcha. so my friend dated her and the other one. So we, we just go back and forth dating each other. That's it's very incestuous in the friends groups. Right, right, right. You I know. told you one of the uh, first girls I ever dated in in uh, high school was named Meg Ryan. Oh, that's right. You did tell me that. <laughs> the Meg, yeah, we had our own little rom com. Man, talk about yeah. I mean, you're all surrounded by all these famous people. Can you hear me now, guy? Fake Meg Ryan. <laughs> yeah, she was cool. We uh, we we just and it was like one of those things where it was just like we just stopped calling each other and then. We saw each other in college, I think home from a break, and it was just like, hey, it's totally friendly. And I think it was just like, oh, yeah, we hooked up for a little bit in high school. And then yeah. I heard she got married like super young and by like 24 had like three kids already. I was Damn. like, wow. That's what I thought I was going to be. I thought I'd be that guy. I thought by the time I was 30, I've said this before on the podcast. I thought by the time I was 30, I'd have like three kids and be married and whatever it was. How'd that work? Uh, I didn't get married till I was like 30, 33 or something. I think I was 33 when I got, got married. married I thought you were married, married earlier than that. Wow. No, I got married at 33 and I was divorced by 39. And now I'm, yeah, that works out perfectly. I'm now 42. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, baby. I did not see things. I thought I would definitely have kids. Definitely. Definitely. Same here. Same here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still holding out a little bit of hope. Oh, I, yeah, I have it. Yeah, but it, the, the door starts to close a little bit more and more each day. But, you know, it's like <laughs> I would I would definitely want that. But then I feel like I do the math in my head. This is very deep conversation we're having. Um, I do the math in my head and I'm like, yeah, well, you have to meet somebody and then you got to be yeah. with them for a while. And then and then you got to and then you maybe you go for it, whatever it is. So my only hope now is if I. Uh, impregnate somebody by accident. That's my only thing that I'm. That could happen. I'm, 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 I poked holes in all my condoms just to see what would happen. <laughs> but I'm not having sex. That doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Can I give you a little <laughs> bit of uh, of hope there? Let's hear it. Joe Fiore, my father, did not start having children until he was 55. Right. Okay. And also, so our friend, you're good. Our, our friend Lenny Marcus, super funny comedian. There you go. Uh, I think uh, his daughter was born when he was like uh, 50. He's 50 something. He's like he's yeah. like in his 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alexandro, late dad. A lot of comics. Comics tend to do it late. You know, Bobby had a kid when he was a little later. You know, they they run the light and they run the light on having kids. They just, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, I think there's, there's definitely. It's not too late. You know. Thank no, no, God. No. Thank God for the the male sperm, huh? Thank yeah, God. Right? Thank God we don't have a clock going. Huh? <laughs> right, bro. Uh, right, bro. Hey, our, our fishes can swim, right, bro? Yeah. Yeah. I'm always worried about that because there's been a few close calls before where yeah. uh, I would have thought that we might have had at least a scare. And I've been like, "Uh oh, my boy is not uh, joggers here. But then it's uh, like, you know how hard it is to actually get something. It's really hard. Really, it's hard. really hard. So you're like, OK, that kind of gives me hope. But I still don't know, actually. But yeah, I'll tell I, you what I, I do know. Unless you're Chris Stefano, who I think his sperm have sperm. I'm pretty sure. I think they have. The yeah. Double, well, yeah. also his, uh, you, you know, his baby mama, Puerto Rican, and they get pregnant. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> my, uh, my, um, my friend, Kimmy, who I went to college with, very prone to getting pregnant. She'll admit it, too. She goes, oh, yeah, I got I got pregnant on birth control. You know, she had three. Oh, my already. God. Oh, she's yeah. already. He's like, I am fertile Myrtle, bro. Wow. He's like, yeah, we have to be careful. My buddy Pat, who's married to her, Pat guy, he goes, oh, yeah. After that, after the last one, he went, I got the operation the next day. He really? He goes, yeah, with this one, he goes, you breathe on her and she's pregnant. <laughs> 
<laughs> some girls are like that, dude. She watches a she watches a movie about kids. And she's <laughs> yeah. She watches Kindergarten Cop. She's pregnant by next time. <laughs> yeah, some women are like that. I, and, I, and it's like, you know, you wish, you wish that you feel bad because some women, it's really hard for them to get pregnant and they yeah. really want to. And it's like, why couldn't it's like God or whoever it is, aliens, whoever's doing this. Why couldn't you even out the, the fertility? Aliens. Why not just make it an even keeled thing, you know? <laughs> I think Shawnee has to make anything about aliens, even pregnancies. Like, yeah, there's not, it's, it's not God. It's the stork. It's uh, aliens. Well, you know, there's a bit of alien news alien out pods. there. Did, did you hear you? You're going to be really interested in this. Cause I know you love when I bring up aliens. Well, uh, it hasn't happened in a while. So lay it, it on me, brother. It hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> was I wait, hold on. Was I bad for a while where I was bringing it up left and right? You were shoehorning it into a few things. <laughs> And I don't blame you because for a while there, it was it was hardcore quarantine lockdown. So what are you going to do? You're like, you're oh, going to oh. go and but just I, learn about your favorite thing or just kill time, you, you know, in whatever way you, you're going to choose. And for you, it was a lot of alien stuff. So, well, yeah, yeah. But, my, but I have no excuse because I've been obsessed with it for three years. But uh, but no, there was uh, a, a, it's, it's actually a pretty cool thing to bring up like the. Um, the the ex one of the ex defense ministers of Israel, the guy's like his eighties now, uh, just came out in public and said that uh, aliens are real and we've had contact with them and they 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 don't want us they don't want their presence to be known because they don't think humans are ready and that Trump was ready to reveal all of this but the galactic empire of these em the, <laughs> the galactic I'm empire told told him to uh, told them no wait because humankind isn't ready yet. And this is the guy who was like, he was in a position of government in Israel. Like he was. A, wow. So he's just in his 80s and he's like, whatever happened, he's just losing his mind. He's absolutely oh losing his mind. Yeah, yeah. He's still in that position or was a former? No, no, he was. He was oh, back okay. in back from like 85 to 95 or something like that. Like it was a while ago. Oh, 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 okay. I thought this was the current day. And I go, that's trouble. But yeah, he's like, there's full on, there's like an article online of this guy saying this stuff. And it's like, either either you're old and you don't care and you're fucking with everybody. Like, you're just like, I'm going to do this. They think I'm, they, I'm they, they don't pay attention to me anyway. So I'll just say whatever I want. Got to be an attention grabber. You think so? Yeah. Or it's yeah, that he's actually losing his mind. Yeah, that could be a combination of both. Or option three that I'm, I would really like to be the case. It's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> and we just found out more information about aliens. I thought it had something to do with uh, your pregnancy theory instead of I like how I like that instead of the stork theory that you tell kids, you really freak them out. You go, yes, alien invaders from outer space beam down and put a human body inside mommy's tummy. Well, you know, there is that theory that aliens have created all this like whatever if if you along the lines of the simulation theory that people have that elon mm. musk has even brought up like elon musk was like i'll give somebody what was it like 10 million dollars if you can prove that we're living in a simulation there's like mathematical equations that uh, suggest that we're living in a simulation this is all a simulation and one of the one it's actually kind of funny because when you hear one of the points of proof or one of the layman points of proof about it is uh, if you look at video games, they go look at video games and how how lifelike we've made those with our capabilities. So they go, there is an advanced race that could make what we are. That, and and that's like it's like as their own sure. version of a video game. All now, right. is that true? See, this is where you this no. is where you go crazy. <laughs> you it freaks you out, right? You can't take it. It doesn't freak me out. It's just not true. <laughs> you? How do you know? It's an actual mathematical theory. Look it up. It's one of those things. You said you hit the nail on the head. Theory. It's not a fact. 
it's a theory. Yeah, I said it was a theory, but I'm saying exactly. it. But it's not just like a theory by some batshit crazy guy on online. It's like there's 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 like um, mathematicians and scientists that have this theory that we're in. You know, I don't care for it at all. <laughs> <laughs> if you, like, if, that means you could like you know you could like reboot yourself at some point if we were part of the oh i could go for a reboot buddy i, I really would, could if you didn't you had that question once that was really good where you were like oh if you could start over what would would you right would you still do comedy which is a good yeah really good question if you could re or as of now if you could just reboot but with no memory if you could reboot and go back to when you were born and you're the same person, but you know, nature would may probably make you a different Clean person slate. over time. What? Clean slate. Clean yeah. slate. So and you I go back to being a baby and then you have no recollection of your earlier life. Would you oh, do it? Man. And I stopped at, at 41 years old. And then, no, you don't stop. Well, yeah, because you would just say it, so immediately this over. And then I just go back to square one. Yes, you just go like to, like you wake wow. up and uh, you wake up being born again where you were born. Oh my goodness! Yeah, this is a heavy hitter of an episode. I don't know if I would do that because who knows what would happen? What if I uh, get a disease when I'm a little kid? What if I get hit by a car when I'm a little kid? I don't live a full life. Anything could happen. You know, I could get kidnapped and murdered. Or you know, I, there's no guarantees that you would live any sort of I think I gotta I think I should be thankful for what I have now and yeah. try my hardest and work hard Ed, rather than chance it and go back again that's, that's my a answer very, that's a great answer that's a really great answer like you're oh, like oh you can, it's, it's almost like it's it's like the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind thing where it's like you can erase all your like past yeah, relationships yeah, yeah. And, not, and not be sad about them but you're right they make you grow as a person so why wouldn't you uh, keep things going and it's like and then, because then because you can make the argument you you're not yourself then you're just like, not, I don't like, think you are. There's no consciousness of or connection. Yeah, because those those forty, for my case, forty two years is what made me what I am today. So if I went back to being a baby, I it would just be somebody else. It'd be some random. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you still have the ability to change if some, there's something you don't like. You can yeah. do something about it. Now, do I do that? No. But uh, yeah, right. No, I don't either. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, I'm like I'm gonna better myself, and, I'm, and then I and then I'm like, oh, I bought myself a, a container of apple cider gum vinegar gummy gummies. That that'll do it. Oh, buddy, I got back to my uh, regular habit of buying, going to the grocery store. You know, there's two weeks of like Thanksgiving. I I went haywire just eating, and of course, that's a little bit of a you get a little leeway for that week of Thanksgiving because it's just you know a feast. So I said, all right. Yesterday, pull the curtain back. We're recording this on a Tuesday. I go, it's Monday. I uh, don't have anything in house. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to restock, cook all my meals at home again. I'm going to save money. I'm going to eat right. So I did. I went to, uh, I did all that. I had a nice little uh, light lunch. And then I made a healthy dinner of a chicken patty and some rice and some salad. And then at like 930, I go, you know, I can really go for some cookies right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I seamless ordered fucking a bag of Tate's cookies and like a Gatorade, ate the entire thing right there. It probably cost you about $17. Yeah, just it's the point of just being a fat guy, just being like, I don't care about the money. I just want these 12 Tate's cookies, and they're so good. They're it's so the good. sugar, man. It's the sugar. It's the sugar. So is I got to really get back on it today. Yeah. Well, let me ask you one other thing is I wanted to make it a little bit of an easier question with that memory thing because it fits. Okay. The, I want to fit it into the podcast too. Oh, so. Right, sir. All right, sir. That was on last night, that episode of uh, Seinfeld. 
Uh, all right, sir. Um, listen, so what about this? I need you. I want, I, you can get a couple minutes to think about it, but I want your number one movie that you wish you could erase from your memory and rewatch and enjoy again. Oh, that's a great, great, great question. That also, really let's put cool. it out. Let's put it out to the DY uh, yeah, the podcast right. guys. After this comes out, I want you guys to tell us. I, well, I'll even tweet it right be before this episode comes out. I want you guys to let us know. It's at the DYM podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. Either uh, direct messages or uh, tweet at us at the DYM podcast. What is the one movie? One you have to think one because that makes it like a Sophie's Choice kind of question where it's like, yeah. and maybe Sophie's I Choice could. is your answer. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, the one movie that sure, you wish that you could erase from your memory and not know anything about, so you could rewatch it again and love it that much again. Not that you're taken away. It's not, you know, not what we talked about where you're becoming a baby again. And yeah, you're going yeah, yeah. Back I to, think I have it. Uh, okay, what is it? Can I, I have a couple. Can I go down? Can I give you my no, like, top that's the, two, top three? No, that's the oh, idea. I want the one because that makes it so much harder. You All can right, give well, me two if you'd like. I, 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 I need a, but you, you can give me two, but one of them has to be. Uh, has I'll to tell edge, you the very. Ed, one of them has to edge out the other one. I'll tell you the number one of all time, I think. And this is, you know, without giving it like too much of a thought. I think it would be The Shining okay. because I saw it. I, I'm a huge, huge fan. You can see I have a poster above it of in my bedroom. I it's still one of my favorite movies of all time, and I can rewatch it a lot. So it has it passes the flip test. That being said, the first time I saw it, I was a very little kid, and I didn't quite comprehend what was going on, and I didn't uh, appreciate the artfulness of the movie. I just, it was like, you know, on channel 11 growing up in New Jersey, if a ball game got rained out, they would throw on an afternoon movie and it might've been a very inappropriate movie for a child. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, that was the early to mid eighties. They just, yeah, yeah. Throw yeah, whatever tape you got laying around, it might've been the shining. Yeah. So I'm sitting there probably at maybe eight or nine years old. And I just knew the movie terrified me and I knew it was really something was off. And so it became one of my favorite movies because I, as I grew up, I discovered it and went back to it. But I think if I could maybe see that for the first time as a little bit older of a person uh, with more of a concept of what was happening and more of an appreciation of the, of Stanley Kubrick and the, the beauty of the movie and just having a comprehension of actually what was happening on film rather than just being terrified and not knowing what was going on. Yeah. I think that might be it just because for the, fir the first time I saw it, I didn't get it. I just knew I was horrified and I didn't know what was happening or I couldn't understand the story. It just terrified me. Now, I have a theory. Let me ask you this. You are oh, also right. you are a horror movie fan. So don't you think that you watching it at that age might have sculpted why you like horror movies to this yeah. day? Like maybe it, maybe you needed to see it at that age so you could maybe. be for, uh, uh, um properly freaked out by it so that you're like i love whatever is tapping into i love that feeling of horror movie so i want to keep going with it yeah that could be that's a very good theory i have another little thing that goes along with that is that me and steve brown my best friend from growing up still to this day who you met and we know yeah, uh, yeah. we um we used to watch friday the 13th together like on the phone yeah you know and when we were like super young when we were, you know in like sixth seventh eighth grade we'd call we because it would also be that comfort blanket of yeah. uh you having your friend there, but, and yeah, maybe, maybe it's that early seeds that, you know, plant, uh, 
plant the seeds for you, I should say, that you know may, that maybe in your adult life makes you a fan of those things or appreciate those things. But right. to get back to your question, maybe I the only so the other one for me was uh, Pulp Fiction. Just you know, that's mine. That's really, my, that's my number one. Yeah, <laughs> because I was one. so fascinated it, fascinated with it when I saw it. It was ninety four, so that was fifteen years old for me. Uh, I snuck into the movies to see it twice. I just never saw anything like it before in my entire life, and I was so captivated by it. Yeah, I feel the same way. It, it, it shaped it like it. It kind of like I was already a lover of movies and I would watch movies with my dad so much, and it was a big part of me. But I, by the time I saw that, it like. It basically it like solidified. It put the the nail in the coffin on on my 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 me being yeah. really being into movies. Like it almost like graduated me to like oh, it's like the first time that I'm like oh I'm not a kid watching this, and I and I I it's like I feel I felt like a groom yes. me up uh, for film watching or something. You know, like and you felt cool being telling people you saw it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I, and it also changed the landscape of, of film and it brought the whole Miramax era and all that kind of stuff. But that's yeah, yeah, yeah. besides the point. But yeah, if I to watch that again, because you're right, because you're watching it, you're like, I've never seen anything like this. Yep. And granted, and there's a lot of people that would tell you like, yeah, we'll read a book because it was basically just a novel. And it's like, yeah, but it was still like not many people could pull that off. It was still cool. Right. There's, a, there's a big, very big uh, backlash now on Tarantino because yeah, I guess oh, he can kind of be everybody. a shitty person or whatever. But but there's a like there's you know people going after like the actual his filming and I'm like no like you can't deny the guy knows movies and the guy knows what he's doing and, yeah. and he makes an entertaining quality flick you know that kind of exactly. Thing. exactly so yeah that was that was my that was mine and all right then, good question yeah yeah I uh, I and then and then I have the other thing I wanted to get to today but I don't know if you want to tell the thing that you watched you rewatch something and you watch something new right. I didn't rewatch anything, but I watched a brand new film called The Sound of Metal. Are you aware? Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook. Oh, I saw the ad for it. I didn't think it was out yet. I, didn't, I saw yeah, the it's ad on Amazon for it. Prime. Riz Ahmed is awesome. He's in The Night Up. Great actor. I just watched The Undoing on HBO. Uh, and you watched it as well. Did you watch the whole thing? I, yet I, yeah, I finished it. Yeah. Yeah. And The Undoing was pretty good, but it reminded a me. They do these limited. Huh? What? When do you think it was a letdown? Well, no, I, here's the thing, man. It was like, I'm watching it the way that it's, it's almost come full circle with these twist endings things. Yeah. So it's almost come to the point where the twist ending now is the straightforward ending because everybody's expecting because of TV shows and, yeah. and because of, uh, you know, Breaking Bad and Lost and all this stuff. They're expecting like, you better give me the greatest fucking ending and the greatest twist ever. So yeah. now when a story is straight. Uh, well, hold on. If, if you're still interested in watching the undoing, skip ahead two minutes. So we don't oh, spoil it for Yeah, you. we can we can talk about the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so start and, now. Oh, Skip yeah, ahead. start now. Yeah, sorry, I did give it away without realizing I was giving it. Not away. really. It's still there. Could yeah. have been a you. You don't think what's going to happen happens, and then it kind of does, and you go, ah, all right, I guess. Yeah. It, it I wasn't didn't think overall. It was that great? It, it wasn't. It was. It was. It, I think it was good, not great. I think it was just yeah. like watchable and I, and entertaining. I, and I enjoyed the the psych, the, the, the psychotherapist angle of it. I thought was great. Like you know, and I and there was good people in it. You know, there was good. Well, Hugh Grant's really good in it, and, and yeah. the kid, the kid is great. The kid is fantastic, and Donald Sutherland has a great little speech in it that everybody loves. Um, so it's worth checking out he's for that. The best. What, what, an it, what, it, what it, he's amazing. What it reminded me of is that they do these limited series on HBO, and a lot of them, are, like I think of them as like really high end and. Because of the night of the night of is Riz Ahmed, yes, yeah, Riz Ahmed, and, and he's and it's great and it's fucking great. 
It's like that. I, it's, I like, it's like that perfect. The end of this. We're it's like that per- What? I know we're going to be butchering this poor kid's name by the end of it. Oh, yeah, I know. Al Ghul. I, he was so good in this. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even though he was going after Batman, even though he's going after Batman, I still liked him. I still, <laughs> I still that range. <laughs> Ratatouille was so fantastic in this TV show. <laughs> well, what do you expect when you get two white guys on the? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm plead. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. How do you actually say it? it's Riz Ahmed, right? Riz Razmataz. Uh, you know. <laughs> Razmataz of the WWE. <laughs> I was going uh, candy bar. But if you're, if you're, I apologize. I really don't. I think it is. It's, it's Riz, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. Okay. Yes. I, I apologize. Now I'm, if not, I said it wrong. now I'm not confident in it anymore. <laughs> but yeah, the night do, of was I don't think you could do it. If you, if you tell a white person, no, you have that wrong. Immediately. They're going to believe you when it comes to saying uh, like, oh, 100%. On, on, uh, like ethnic names or whatever it is. They're going to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, going to get yeah. it. I'm sorry. Right away from that one. Um, but here's the thing. I, I I thought of that as like the best. I thought it was so great. I thought it was like yeah. Night of uh, Night of was really good. Night of was really good. It was like it was like it would have been great as a movie, and I really think they pulled it off <laughs> as a series as well. You know that kind of thing. You know, uh, and I think it was the perfect version of like these this gritty using like it's super gritty, super for real, and then using the the, the New York character actors. Whenever they're using these guys who are like obviously stage actors that were able to transfer over to, to film and TV, I love it because it gives like these quality actors work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a emotional uh, as, you know, this. sorry, this is like a Psych 101 episode of DIY. No, go for it. I, I think it's interesting. I have, will always remember the night of because there's an emotional tie to it for me because I was dating a girl uh, for... Um, a while, a very you know serious relationship, and we w- had been watching the night of together as couples do. And I uh, went over her house one afternoon, and uh, I was like, "Oh, do you want to watch the last episode?" And she was like, "Yeah, we'll watch the last episode." Finished the series. She broke up with me afterwards. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no, was she like, waiting? I always remember the night of tied to that, just because it was like you waited till the end of the episode, and then. Wait, were you at her place or your place? Yeah, at her place. So she was like, I gotta, that's actually a good mercy move where it's like, I gotta less at least, at least let him watch the end of this series. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it was funny. She was like, ah. I was like, so that was crazy, right? And I had like to go spot that uh, that night. And uh, I'm sorry. Was, no, no. It's, I mean, it was five years ago. Okay. Was, I was like, I gotta go my, do my spots. I'll come back. I was like, well, I have a sleepover or something. She was like, you're going to hate me. And I was like, <laughs> I'm laughing at the way you're doing this, not at what happened. <laughs> no. I was just like, oh, what? You don't want to sleep over? She's like, actually, a little more than that. She's like, yeah, I don't want to sleep over ever again. <laughs> and we never did. That way, relationship, we never had a post breakup bang. We never did it again. It always irked me. <laughs> Normally, you get one or two out of it. Wait, give her a call. See what happens. Maybe no, you can get it out. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe five years later, you can get, get a shot at it. No, no. She went. Oh, did you cry? Did you cry over it? Huh? Did you cry over it? No, I didn't cry over it, but I was pretty down in the dumps for like a, a couple weeks. Wait, so uh, would you say she went? She was going out with some other dude right away or something? She, she went back to like the guy she dated before me. Oh, okay, and I okay. kind of knew like they never really stopped talking. I never felt good about it the entire time we were together. It was like one of those. It, 
It was a rebound. Yeah, no, nah, it's fine. We talked to, you know, he's, he's a friend of mine. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. A, I don't understand you ladies. It was like a guy who cheated on her. That's why they broke up. She found out he cheated on her like twice. And he went, and she went like, back. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy time. But that's why there was no, there was no post breakup bang. Which is like uh, it's like the makeup sex. Well, I, I missed sounds, out on the post bang breakup. Sounds like she went back to true love, apparently. So yeah, I, <laughs> I guess so. Um, but the other thing I wanted to talk about, and it's kind of another phenomenon that happens with movies, uh, and I've mentioned it before, I think, and I don't, I don't think it's tell me also on on Twitter or or uh, message us on either Instagram at the DYM podcast and the same on Twitter at the DYM podcast. Does anybody ever do this? You watch a movie multiple times and you're not sure if you like it. Like you don't have a definitive opinion. And I've said this before with a couple of the movies. Uh, I do it with, I told you, I do it with baby driver. I mentioned it with baby driver. I've watched that movie multiple times and Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't tell you if I like it. I don't know. I have no idea. It's probably just fine. It's like, it's, yeah, and then the, my other the other movie I did it with, which I just watched this past week again because it was on my YouTube TV. It popped up, and I just hit the button. I was like, "I'll just watch this." Uh, Law abiding citizen. Oh you- yeah, it's fun in its concept. Yes, that's kind of- why I like it. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I I, I I'm not a Jamie Fox guy, but I Me do neither. kind of like um, what's his name who plays the law abiding citizen? Uh, Gerard. Gerard. Uh, Butler. Uh, Butler, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Um, but it's a little over the top, a little corny at points. And overall, I I do enjoy it because I have watched it more than once. Yeah. Knowing that. Yeah, so, there it is uh, right there. There's Jamie Foxx. Yeah, like I and, do love a good revenge story. But it's, um, and it's actually a really cool story. Gerard Butler's family gets murdered by these two assholes. And Jamie Foxx makes a deal with like the shittier one of the two assholes yeah, he, like, please the guy to out. turn over on the other guy. And uh, he makes like a plea deal and the guy gets out of jail. And then Gerard Butler's like, how could you do that? We would have won the trial. And he's like, yeah, we, we could have lost. And they would have both would have walked free. And so then Gerard Butler, see the what throws him off as he sees Jamie Foxx shaking the, the, the murderer's hand at a press conference and he like zeroes in on that. And then he like goes away for, for, for a little while. And then it turns out, Oh, he's like this crazy military based. Um, I don't know if you call it engineer. I forget what they call yeah, him in the movie. Yeah. Uh, that is like, he's known for uh way. He knows ways to kill people without you knowing they got murdered. Like it's like he, he invents these ways of assassinating people with that was what he did for the government. Just by chance, just by chance. Right, right, right. did this. So this guy snaps and then he goes on a revenge. And I, I love movies like that where the guys Me go too. on revenge against like the criminals and stuff. Like that. And, um, but then he becomes, so it's kind of a cool, it's actually could have been done really well. If it was like a, if it was an indie movie, if it was done a little bit heavier and not as corny, like you, like it you said, a little rushed. it was a little rushed, but also like you had those two big stars in it. to like, Oh, we better hit these people over the head with what this is. But if you did a little bit more subtly and you, and you made the line between the lawyer and the guy even more blurred, like if you made it even by the end of the movie that you were like, I still side with the guy, like, because that's what you're in the beginning. You're like, yeah, good for him. He's getting revenge. And then he goes crazy. He goes bonkers and becomes like the movie villain, which is like fun for the movie. But you could have done like a high drama version of this where you're like, by the end of it, you're like, 
that was really well done. And also, I don't know if I who I actually side with. I don't mm -hmm. know, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. You're like, I don't know what if I, I if I could I could have snapped and done the same thing if I had those skills. But with this movie, you're like, oh no, this guy becomes the jerk after a while. But I watch it, and you're right. I think one of the reasons is I'm not. I've mentioned this before. I'm not a Jamie Fox guy. It's oh. like, and but now they have, I have two movies. It might be Jamie Fox because he's in Baby Driver too. So maybe oh, he just yeah. fucking ruins movies for me. It's yeah. like that kind of thing, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I can't get over them calling that kid baby all the time. It really annoys me. I, yeah, well, I, well, Baby Driver, I've gone, I've talked about ad nauseum with this. Uh, like, it, it, like I, the, 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 the love story in it stinks. It, it's not, it's not ideal. It's not yeah. ideal at all. But to get guards, we got too far away from Sound of Metal. The, the new. Oh, flick I sorry, want. I'm so sorry. Not yeah, at all. Uh, but. Um, yeah, uh, what's it? I already forgot. Is it Riz Ahmed? Riz Ahmed. Yeah, <laughs> Olivia Cook are basically the two main characters. Do you did you know the plot? It's a heavy metal drummer. No, I don't know the plot. Loses his hearing, and that's the whole. It's a it's a heavy watch, um, and it's it's his throws his whole life into chaos because he's a recovering addict and uh, something you know major life event like that. You know he doesn't want to relapse, so it's basically his life after losing his hearing and i don't want to give anything away darius martyr wrote and directed the debut from uh, the director um i heard the original title was can you hear me now <laughs> that's what they call a callback in the biz folks that's it. You think the topic's done. It's now we bring it right back. <laughs> bring it right back. Just when you thought you were out. <laughs> Just when you thought you were out, they pulled you back in. Well, that's what we, should, we should talk about that as well. Uh, there's going to be a, a Godfather three recut, but, oh, but I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to go off track. So, so do you want to talk about any more about the movie? So is it, so he's fantastic, obviously in it. The, the and, cast is great. It's really well acted. Uh, he, he ends up, you know, going to this, um, uh, home i guess would be for um kind of recovering people who are who are it's just like deaf community and uh it's a it's a it's a heavy story but it's enjoyable i give it like a b plus overall um yeah. it was a good debut i think for a writer director but uh i would watch it yeah stream it on amazon prime it was a, i did it you know sunday night watched it good movie i recommend i'll check it out i'll definitely check it out chef recommends <laughs> Clams, I'll have the Clams Casino. Really? Chef recommends. <laughs> wow, that was perfect. That was lock and step. I don't even know if I <laughs> use that phrase right. Is that a phrase, lock and step? Lock and step. Yeah. Um, I, I'm an idiot. It might not be. Lock and Yeah. I'm lock and look step. It, it sounds right to me. I think I've heard that before. Oh, lock step. Lock, lock step. Not lock and step. Yeah, lockstep. Is that the mean the same thing where it's like if two people or things move in lockstep? They are very closely linked and dependent on one another. So if that one changes, the other changes too. So I guess I mean we, you know, whatever. I'm an idiot. That's what you learn from this podcast. You learn vocabulary words. You learn yeah. you learn Proverbs. about films. You learn about love. You learn about uh, sure. you know psychology. You learn about everything on this podcast. This is a very educational, deep, philosophical. Educational, um, but yeah, they are gonna do a. Um, apparently, they're doing a re-edit of Godfather Three. What are your thoughts on that? I'll watch it. Just, I mean, I, I guess I'll watch it, but I don't know. I did want to uh, talk to you about. Remember, we touched upon how 
Warner Brothers is releasing oh. all their points one slate. Did we, I did we, saw did the we list and didn't really, yeah. I didn't get that excited about anything except the Saints of Newark, the many Saints of Newark. No, but the, what about uh, uh, fucking Matrix 4 is going to be on that list? No, I don't care about Matrix. You don't care about Matrix 4? I don't know. I've never not even say Matrix 3. What? I, what? Why is that so surprising? You 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 watched all the Matrixes? Uh uh-uh. uh. You're not a fan of the Matrix movies? I. It's not that I dislike them. It's just like uh, I get it. It's cool action. It's not really my favorite. Well, I, I know what you're saying because the first. But what do you think of the first one? The first one's fantastic. First one was cool. I also have an emotional tie to that one. <laughs> I'm sure. What happened? <laughs> no, not really. This was Some girl just, uh, invited you over, and then you watched the Matrix, and then she punched you in the mouth. <laughs> She goes, listen, I'm I'm cheating on you with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it's like Jesus, can I can I stop having major life events after watching something? <laughs> my, buddy, my my college roommate Glue probably has more of a emotional connection to it. We went to uh, he was a he's a doctor now, and he would study super hard in college, the hardest worker I ever met in my entire life. So he would go really Don't you hard. hate those people? <laughs> yeah, I really do. He would study all the time and he was a smoker. So this one uh, one day he was uh, studying for a big test. We were, we were driving uh, to Cincinnati on Friday. And he goes, I just have to take this final and then we can drive and we'll go see a fish show. It's going to be great. So we were really looking forward to it. So he's studying all day and all night. And he goes, uh, finally, he's done. And he comes back to our room. And our other friend, Pat Guy, the aforementioned Pat Guy uh, from the vasectomy story. Yeah. Um, goes, hey, man, you guys want to uh, come down? We'll take a bong rip and we'll watch this fucking cool movie, Matrix. It's supposed to be super cool if you watch it high. We go, yeah, sure. So <laughs> we're finally done studying. We do all that. We come back. Lose, you know, we're high and uh, we get to our room. My girlfriend at the time calls me on the phone. So I take it into the hallway of our dorm to not bother him. At about five minutes later, he comes out of our dorm room green looking i mean kermit the frog bro and he was like hey man i don't feel good i immediately like told my girl i'm like jess i gotta call you back it was nice oh my god he was not well and he starts like dry heaving into the garbage can and i'm like (gasps) dude you want me to call the vems which was villanova emergency medical it was like their emts right right. you want me to call the campus he's like i think you might need to and i trust him because he's like pre-med so i'm he's like i I don't feel right man and he looked fucking Yeah, so the EMTs come and uh, they whisk us away. I was riding shotgun in this ambulance and uh, he starts vomiting and stuff in the ambulance and uh, we get to the emergency room. They admit him and he was fine. It just turns out that he was up so long studying and smoked so many cigarettes and drank so much coffee to stay up. He poisoned himself essentially with nicotine and caffeine. Oh, my God. So essentially, they hooked him up to an IV and just had to get him, you know, hydrated. Rehydrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they were like, yeah, you can't do that without sleeping and eating. And like they also you should cut down on those other things, too. But he goes. So but and then he took a a fucking bong ripper to the head and started watching Matrix. And that didn't help things. Oh my god! Yeah, it probably 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 triggered him like those Pokemon cartoons. (laughs) Exactly. So maybe that's why I've never gone back and watched the Matrix. I don't even know if I've seen the second one. Really? I don't think I have. Oh yeah, the second the second one. 
It's not bad. The third one's kind of whatever. I just you watch the second two Matrixes because you're like, I want to see how this ends. They, I, yeah, they had they, apparently both, yeah. they had no intentions of doing that. Like they were just like they made the first one like this right. is it because they didn't know it was going to happen, and then it was such a big phenomenon they made the other two, which you know happens all the time in movies. But I mean, uh, oh, I love it. I think it's such a cool. It was I thought it was such a cool, especially you know what it is like when it came out. It still holds up too. Like even the action holds up because like they did everything. Like there's CGI in it and there's green it's screen. Cool. Yeah, but they did everything physically. They did they did all the stunts and stuff, so it all holds yeah, up. Like yeah. it still looks pretty good. Testament to Doctor Gluhanic. This is why doctors, very driven, good people, came home uh, about seven a.m. from the hospital. We drove him home, took his test, passed. Still drove to Cincinnati for fish. <laughs> of course he did. Kid's a trooper. <laughs> He's fish maniacs. <laughs> He's fucking fish. <laughs> It is a trooper. You have psychopaths. I, 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 feel like, I feel like it'd still be green and just driving to Cincinnati. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, yeah, dude. But what was your emotional connection to the Matrix? Well, it was just that story. I just remember that was. Oh, 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 but you said, oh, I, I see what you're saying. Oh, it was the same shared story. Okay, I see. What yeah, you're yeah, saying. yeah. I was in. The, I was with him the whole time. I went to the hospital. I stayed with him and drove my it, got my it girlfriend. Is up. It is interesting because you do have a lot of things that like. You do, you equate, that's why I think you love movies so much. You equate life events to all these movies. Like you said the thing about. <laughs> I do that uh, with a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Movies and music, I think, are very um, tied to me emotionally because I'll remember a girl with a band I was listening to when we dated or something. And I'll, it'll, a song will come on and I'll think of a girl. And yeah, I do the same thing with movies. I can just, I can, I can bookmark them with life events. So I'll do it with movies. Movies I do life stuff with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right there, Andrew. I think we should uh, wrap things up here. Cause uh, yeah, my time's up with this session. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, most that was a heavy one, bud. That, that was a heavy one. That was good though. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, Absolutely. I'm going to watch the, what is it? The sound of the sounds of silence, the sounds of sound of metal, metal sound of metal, sound of music, sound of music. <laughs> yeah, I, I come back next week. I'm like, I watched that movie. It wasn't anything about heavy metal. It was like about <laughs> Nazis. It's enjoyable. Watch. And yeah, yeah, you know, I'm saying like and, I come uh, back and I'm like, I'm like, there's just they were just like dancing in a field. What were you talking about? <laughs> Sound of metal. Um, Andy, can you tell the people? Can you tell them where they can check out the podcast? We mentioned oh, it a couple times already. Thing. We cannot iterate this more. We are tell them, Andy. Go ahead, tell them. It's, tell these it, fucking people. Find us on Instagram it's at the DYM podcast uh, on Instagram. You got to write it all out at the DYM podcast on Instagram and. Twitter and please we get back to you we are not one of these people who just see all the replies and like them we write back we talk to the people this is a show of by and for the people absolutely so please give us a Dim follow if you do that yes we love the dimwits please rate subscribe and review these are important things it might not sound important but it helps the show it helps grow the podcast and it helps grow the laugh button uh, our whole family of podcasts and networks so if one of us is doing well everybody's going to do well it's a very uh, socialistic thing the, i'm making up words that i don't even know Social, socialistic podcast. maybe that's not it but yeah who knows i think you're thinking of scholastic which was the uh the <laughs> yeah. publishing company when we were kids they made right, all those books right, right. but also uh please you can uh, just you know find us on anywhere please tell a friend that's a big thing if you go my friends are always asking me they go hey what's a cool podcast do you listen to i know that you get that question asked so why don't you throw the dym at your next answer if somebody asks you if you got any Absolutely. cool podcast to listen to and Shawnee, we have some big New Year's Eve news. 
We sure do. We are doing a show on New Year's Eve. Our pal, our savior during the quarantine, yeah, really pretty much. Helping the gang uh, out. Uh, Soul Joel, he's been absolutely killing it, this guy at his club. Uh, and Royersford, PA, has Soul Joel's Comedy Club. And myself, uh, the, 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 the big cool breeze over there, uh, <laughs> freezing his ass off. And uh, the very funny James Matter. And we're all doing... A, uh, a New Year's Eve show on New Year's Eve. Uh, New Year's I believe, Eve it's, I believe so. it's, what time does it start, Andy? Do you know offhand? I think it's, it's, it's got to be an 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. show. We'll, we'll get more details for you guys. Hampton's but- the band our pals are going to play before and after. It's going to be a big fun New Year's Eve night. And I'm a big New Year's Eve guy, so I, we're going to be fun. They're going to run out of Jameson in Royersford, PA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and uh, it'll it'll be a blast. It's it's already selling, so so get yeah. your tickets. Get it sell out. Get tickets at souljoles dot com, and uh, we'll plug it on our other shows on Sirius XM, which happen to be celebrate Wednesdays at four p.m. Sean Donnelly is your host. Such a great fun show. They celebrate a topic every week, and then I have a show Thursdays at four p.m. on Sirius XM Raw Dog ninety nine. It's called the Raw Report. You know, we're an interview show. We talk to comedians, actors, whoever we like. And uh, it's all on demand. You guys can subscribe anytime to see. They're always giving away deals and free shit like that. So check out our shows, please. Yes, please do. Uh, and thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Mushy Mike. We appreciate it. Thanks, Mikey. Every, every week, you're, you're knocking out of the park. And thank you to the laugh button. It's been yes. a blast so far. And we, we just can't wait to put more stuff out there. Thank you, Love my friend. You. I appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week. Right, Andy? Uh, yeah, can't wait. Bye-bye.